Anybody over the age of 16 or who's been an adult for a while can remember their very first car. Can remember the year, the model, the color, maybe how many miles it had. It's a nice, you know, almost a parlor game. You know, what was your, the craziest first car of anybody uh, among the group? It's something we all kind of remember. What was your first car? It's a sign of adulthood. And normally, you know, that car is normally really, really old, maybe a little bit run down. After all, you're probably not going to break the bank for a 16-year-old who could very easily get into an accident. My first car when I turned 16 in 2008 was a white 1997 Dodge Neon. It had a tape player. It had paint chipping on all around the sides of the car. Some people might call it run down. I'd say it had character. It was a great car. But that car, the thing I remember most about that car was that it was actually a gift from some family friends of ours, some very, very close family friends. At the time of my family, money was a little bit tight during those years. After all, me and my sister were going to Catholic high school, so their parents were paying tuition for both of them. Some of you know exactly what that's about. And, we, and money was a little bit tight for us and our family. And we had some family friends in our parish who had an extra car whose kids had used it a lot and saw a need for us and our family and gave us that car for practically nothing. And I remember how grateful, especially my folks were, when, that, when we were given that car and how grateful I was. You know, I couldn't have cared about the condition of that car any less. I was just happy to have something that I could drive and my parents turned me into the personal Uber driver for my younger siblings. But to this day, I will always remember the gift that that car was, how some friends of ours saw a need and helped us out. Something I'll always carry with me. As a recipient of a very generous gift, how I in turn need to pay it forward myself. You know, this gospel, brothers and sisters, comes at a very interesting time. Previously in the gospel, Jesus had just finished the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, etc., etc. He had finished this part of his sermon on the mount. And then he, give, he tells the disciples, you must be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And in the context of this gospel, Jesus is imploring his disciples to remember something very important. That what they have just been taught by Jesus isn't just for them. It's for the entire world. It wasn't meant to just stay within that group 12 apostles or 72 disciples, it was meant to be expanded, it was meant to be given to others. That what they had been given was meant to be diffused, spread, and dispersed to those whom they would encounter. Yeah, this implies, this applies to the gospel itself, right? Each and every one of us, we have been given the gift of faith, we hear the word of God, and we are meant to spread that good news to those that we know. We know the apostles did this very well. These were men who were very invisible almost in their own hometowns, yet they would go off to the furthest corners of the planet to become some of the most well-known people the world has ever known. But I think this idea also applies to our own possessions, to our own material things. You know, because again, those things are meant to be given, to be used for everyone, for others. And that happens through those wonderful corporal works of mercy as expressed in our first reading. To be a light of the world means to share bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, 
visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, clothe the naked, etc., etc. These great works help us to shine brightly in a world that is filled with selfishness and sees our material goods as not just for us, but to be used to help others too. These corporal works of mercy extend the teachings of the gospel to others, even those who are beyond those attending even Mass every weekend, to live out that mandate to be the salt of the earth and to be the light of the world. And for me, the generosity of that car showed me the gospel in ways that few other things have in my life. That was a concrete moment of Christian charity that our family friends gave to me and to my family. It was the gospel lived out. Helping a neighbor who was in need, it was something tangible, it was something concrete, and in my own heart it was something that made a very lasting impact. Because that is often how the gospel is spread most of the time. Look at Paul in our second reading from Corinthians. He tells them, I didn't come to you with sublime words, but I came to you with demonstrations of the Spirit and power. Paul gave them works of mercy. That was how he won them over. And those works of mercy, the spiritual and the corporal works, can be more persuasive than any argument or debate about the gospel could ever be. Those corporal works of mercy are real. They're authentic. They are the gospel in action. They show God's gifts are not meant just for us. They are meant for everyone. And that's honestly why the idea of even something like the prosperity gospel is sort of a farce. Because think about it, that prosperity gospel is all about God helps those who help themselves, right? Our possessions are a gift from God that he wants us to use for ourselves. We've done good, therefore we can enjoy its fruits. But the actual gospel sees everything that we have as a gift, that our possessions aren't just for us or for our usage, they are for others. We are mere custodians, temporary holders, responsible for their usage for our master's work and for the good of others. The point of becoming prosperous is to be able to give like we have never given before. And the point of having faith is so that others might have it too. That's what it means to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So brothers and sisters, the gifts that God gives us are of little use if we just keep them to ourselves. They're meant to be spread, disseminated, and given. And just as we have been given so much, may we have the generosity of spirit to help our neighbor in need wherever that might be. And see that by works of mercy, we can be the salt of the earth and the light of the world.